You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. New shows every day. Find us at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. tournament it's finally here the brackets have been set and the teams are ready to hit the court and DraftKings, the leader in one day fantasy is celebrating with their largest free college basketball survival pool ever how large you may ask one million dollars in total prizes up for grabs and if that's not enough check this out when you enter the free DraftKings one million dollar survival pool you could win a shot at ten thousand dollars for every upset uh, throughout the first two rounds of the tournament. It's easy to play. You just pick one team per day. If they win, you survive and advance to the next round. Last person standing is the winner. Remember, you only can pick one team uh, for the entire tournament, so choose wisely. DraftKings is a safe source app. You can deposit and withdraw your funds at your convenience. So get in on all of this week's action. Download the DraftKings app now. Enter code THPN during sign-up and enter the free $1 million survivor pool. Again, that's promo code THPN to enter the DraftKings free $1 million survival pool. Eligibility restrictions and terms and conditions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Hello and welcome to the Ice Guys, brought to you by the Hockey Podcast Network. This is the show that takes you into the world of the National Hockey League. Every game, every day, from a sports betting perspective. With pro handicappers Alex B. Smith and Ian Cameron, and veteran sports writer Jimmy Murphy. And now, here's your host, Ian Cameron. Welcome to the Ice Guys, presented by the Hockey Podcast Network for Thursday, March 25th. It's Ian Cameron, and it's a solo mission today. It is uh, just going to be me breaking down the Thursday card for you guys on today's show. Uh, Jimmy's still getting... Uh, better uh, had a little bit of a hospital scare yesterday but he's good he's on the men he's resting today uh, and he'll be back with us hopefully as early as tomorrow Alex B Smith uh, he's fine he didn't drink too much last night honestly that's not why he's not here uh, he's not here because he's actually getting his vaccination shot uh, his COVID-19 vaccination shot uh, in his uh, home in his town there in the uh, Minnesota area um, had to make an appointment for it unfortunately uh, couldn't uh, make it for a time. You know, it's just, you, 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 they give you a time, you take it, no matter when it is. So, unfortunately, it conflicted with the show. No problem. We'll see Alex back tomorrow. Though, in the meantime, we've got a Thursday card to break down. First of all, before we get to Thursday's NHL card, we really want to thank everybody that tuned into the live BetCast last night. It was our first one. Uh, we plan on doing many more of these uh, for the rest of the NHL season, uh, especially once we get into April. Uh, and the NCAA tournament is behind us. We're going to try to do uh, a live bet cast courtesy of the Ice Guys every week, once a week for the rest of the regular season. Plan on doing it in the playoffs as well. It was a lot of fun. It was well received. We had a decent turnout, although we're always hoping to get more live views the next time uh, we do one of these. And hey, the game we ended up worrying about and fretting about all day saying, oh my gosh, now we're down to just one game. And it's the Buffalo Sabres and the Pittsburgh Penguins. How exciting and how entertaining is that going to be for our first live betcast? Not exactly going in with a bang, are we? Or starting up with a bang. But that game ended up being a lot more exciting uh, and uh, interesting uh, than I thought. So 
Uh, good stuff last night. Cashed a few winners as well at a plus price. So thanks to everyone for uh, tuning into the live betcast. We're definitely going to have more of them uh, as we go along. Uh, let's go into Thursday's card. We've got a big one. We have uh, 11 NHL games on tap tonight. Let's start with the New York Rangers taking on the Philadelphia Flyers. The Rangers minus 125 to minus 130 road favorites in this game. Uh, the total six, six and a half, depending on where you look uh, in this one. And for the Philadelphia Flyers, uh, the woes, the struggles, the nightmare continues essentially. Uh, a slumping hockey team now have lost three straight, uh, rallied in the third period, I guess you could say, uh, against the New Jersey Devils to make it exciting uh, down the stretch. But when you spot a team a four to one lead uh, going into the third period, you're not exactly uh, giving uh, yourself a chance to win the hockey game. And uh, they came back to make it four three, but fell short. Um, it's just been all kinds of problems. You know, if, if you want to look at a blueprint in how you don't play defense and how you don't win NHL games playing this brand of defense that the Flyers are right now, the Flyers are giving you that exhibit A as to what you don't do defensively. Turnovers, too many penalties, bad penalty kill, goaltending that has been shaky and, and has definitely been fighting the puck. And it doesn't matter whether it's been Brian Elliott or whether it's been Carter Hart. Uh, they have just been uh, a team that has had extreme trouble with communication in their own zone. Guys fly behind the back, uh, the behind the net to try to uh, contain someone. They vacate the front of the net. Nobody is left there to you know take care of the slot area. Just hockey 101, defensive hockey 101, fundamentals that have clearly been lacking during this slump. Uh, for the Philadelphia Flyers. And the thing that makes it shocking is this is a team that played some outstanding hockey defensively last season. You know, one of the better teams in terms of, you know, their their danger chances allowed, uh, their goals against was, you know, near in the top uh, in the NHL last year. Their goaltending was excellent uh, last year for the uh, Flyers. And all of it has really crumbled this year. They've given up 57 goals this month. You know, and that's over a span of 13 games, 57 goals. They're averaging over four goals per game allowed here in the month of March. It's just awful right now for this uh, Flyers team uh, defensively. And now they're going to take on a New York Rangers team that I think it's almost like they're trying to send a message that uh, David Quinn is uh, not resonating with this group anymore. His message is being lost because really this little uptick in performance from the Rangers, it's really coincided with the, the, uh, the Hartford Wolfpack coaching staff from the AHL having to step in and take over the reins here because uh, the regular coaching staff has been sidelined with COVID. Uh, and yet here's Chris Knobloch uh, coming in, uh, leading this new coaching staff, this fill-in coaching staff, if you will. And, and the response from the players to this coaching staff has been great. They played some really good hockey, uh, the New York Rangers, uh, as of late. And, you know, even Keith Kincaid, let's give him credit when – he was starting to get starts for this Rangers team. We weren't exactly really all that trustworthy of whether he'd be able to play well, but he had played well. It is going to be Igor Shosturkin, though, tonight in net uh, for the New York Rangers. Uh, again, the New York Rangers uh, defeated Buffalo Monday night. Uh, they beat Washington, handed Washington uh, their first loss to snap their losing streak as well. Uh, so you know what? The Rangers now looking for their third straight win, playing better hockey. That's the only way I could look in this game from a side perspective is the New York Rangers. But here's the problem, and here's why I didn't bet the New York Rangers tonight. One, value. 
All right. This line opened with Philadelphia minus 125 home favorites. It swung all the way around to the New York Rangers at minus 125 to even minus 130 and 35 in some spots. That's too much of a line move. And I'm not going to bet that kind of line move. Regardless of, I, I do think the Rangers win this game. I can't make a strong case for Philly, but the line move now is too, too severe, too steep for me now to back it. And another pr problem I have with this is that in the back of my mind, and it's something you got to think about going into this game, regardless of how bad the Flyers have been, and they've been bad, particularly defensively, when a team is playing a team, an opponent for the first time since the kind of loss that the Philadelphia Flyers suffered to the New York Rangers just barely a week ago, 9 nothing. there's going to be some kind of you know, anger and venom and a high degree of intensity and motivation you would think in on in on paper and in theory should come from the Philadelphia Flyers tonight. Now that may not mean they're good enough to win, but you're supposed to in this kind of spot come out and be ready to go and just be hellfire and brimstone, bring your A game and, and really try to make amends for the type of loss the Philadelphia Flyers suffered to the New York Rangers. I mean nine nothing was embarrassing uh, to this New York Rangers team. Uh, the question is, are the Flyers capable? I don't know. So I'm staying off the side. First of all, the value's gone on the Rangers. Second of all, it is not your ordinary revenge spot. It's the worst loss the Flyers have had all season, that 9 nothing defeat. You would think there's something in the tank for them to show up big tonight against the Rangers. I'm going to just stick with the over here. Uh, I've been cashing a lot of overs with the Flyers. Uh, the over here is 6, minus 120. The Rangers now are starting to get their offense going. Really, the uh, offense has started to get going for the Rangers ever since Artemi Panarin came back. Uh, that's really when uh, things started to improve in terms of this. Po the power play for this team has been better since then. Uh, the, the offense overall, uh, they've scored more goals. So I definitely don't see uh, a problem for the Rangers finding the back of the net tonight with the way the Flyers have played defensively recently. And let's not forget, they just put a nine spot uh, on this Flyers team uh, recently. So... Uh, I lean Rangers. It's just not the right price range for me now at minus 130, minus 135, but I do like the over. And I think the Flyers will find the back of the net. Uh, Philly can still score goals. I mean, that's not necessarily been their problem. Shesterkin is playing for the first time in a little while. He had been out for a, a short period of time. Who knows if he'll be, you know, razor sharp and on top of his game after a little bit of an absence. Uh, so I like the over here, over six, minus 120 with the Rangers and Flyers. Uh, another New York team here, New York Islanders, Boston Bruins, Boston minus 125 home favorites, total five shaded to the over in this one. Uh, to me, this is a wrong team, uh, kind of a wrong team favored here. And Boston's not exactly in a great spot either. They've been off for a week because of COVID-19 issues. It looks like they are going to have David Krejci, Pasternak available. DeBrusque is out. Trent Frederick doesn't look like he's going to play. Uh, it looks like Brandon Carlo, of course, Kevin Miller, John Moore, uh, Jeremy Lozon, uh, Jared Tenorti, cluster injuries on the blue line for Boston still. Um, so it is good that they're going to have Krejci and Pasternak. Those were the two big ones uh, in terms of the players on the COVID list coming out of last week and the, and the week hiatus that Boston's had. Whether they'd be good to go tonight, they are. So that's positive for the Bruins. But you still look at the numbers for the uh, Islanders and you compare it to the Bruins. The Islanders are 104 high-danger chances generated, 72 for the Bruins. 
both of them have given up the uh, same amount of high danger chances, but the Islanders are generating a whole lot more of them. Um, and that's in the last 10 games, those numbers, which equates for some of the games that the Islanders have played without their captain, Anders Lee, which is obviously a huge loss for them. So it shows you the Islanders are still generating some offense. Their defense is still pretty damn solid right here. And let's be honest, the Bruins have had a difficult, difficult time beating the New York Islanders. That's just been a bugaboo for this team, uh, trying to match up with them. It, it could go either way. I've monitored all season long how a team plays their first game after a COVID pause. There's been some teams that they've played great. It hasn't affected them. And then there's some teams where it has affected them and they've lost. So there isn't really a strong you know, angle or a strong betting angle either way. It's not like there's 60-70% betting on a team after a COVID pause in the first game, nor is it like 70% winners you know, betting against a team in the first game after a COVID pause. So again, don't make that the focal point of your handicap. To me, I look at it as the Islanders are a slight dog here. I think they're sl the, the, right now, from what I've seen this season, they've proven to me to be a little bit more trustworthy uh, as good, if not better defensively than the Bruins, I'd say as good Bruins can be pretty good defensively when they want to be, but offensively, I mean, Boston just had a hard time finding the back of the net prior to the COVID pause. That worries me a little bit here. Uh, so I like the Islanders here at this price. I mean, I, I was, a, um, I kind of expected it to be near pick them. I thought maybe the Islanders could be, uh, slightest of road favorites, but now you've got Boston minus one, uh, 25, uh, in most spots, you can get plus 105, plus 110 with the Islanders as a dog. And that's the side I'm going to roll with here. The Islanders here, plus 110 uh, in this game against the uh, Boston Bruins. Again, Bruins just had a very difficult time uh, matching up with the Islanders. And I'll tell you what, uh, the Islander goaltending uh, against the Bruins has been uh, awesome, has been lights out. I mean, they have not been able to solve uh, the Islanders goaltending from Semyon Varlamov, uh, not one bit. Uh, this Boston team. So I like the Islanders. I think they can get the job done. I'll take I'll take them as a slight road underdog here, plus 105 to plus 110. Uh, next game, Battle of Ontario. We've got the Toronto Maple Leafs and the Ottawa Senators. Ottawa minus 290, uh, road favorites up over minus 300, actually, in some spots. Uh, the total six and a half shaded to the under uh, in this game. I really don't have much on this game. Um, Ottawa continues to be just a very feisty, scrappy, competitive team. They uh, take on a Calgary team that's got everything to play for uh, in the last two games. The Flames are a team that's out of the top four in the North Division, um, looking at a situation where they're trying to catch Winnipeg, Edmonton, Montreal, and Toronto, that top four in the North. And you're supposed to pick up points against a team like the Ottawa Senators who are behind you. And Ottawa spoils the party, beats the Calgary Flames in back-to-back -back games. And they've done it behind Philip Gustafson, who has been uh, very good <laughs> in his first two games. Is it sustainable? Is it something that can keep going indefinitely? Uh, I'm not so sure. But look, and Ottawa has been, we've seen it all season long, head-to-head -head against the Leafs. They have been a thorn in the side uh, of this Toronto team. They have not been uh, a pushover for this Leafs team whatsoever. Um, so it wouldn't surprise me to see this a tight game. The draw is kind of appealing to me. Uh, I'm not going to have anything official on this game, but I would lean maybe to the draw. Take a chance here. Uh, you can get the draw, in fact, at a very, very good price here uh, in this game between the Leafs and the Senators. They played close games. Ottawa's played them tough. Ottawa's actually playing very good on their current homestand, as we just saw, beating Calgary uh, in back-to-back -back games. 
I see probably a pretty close hockey game here tonight uh, between these two teams tonight. So the draw does make some sense to me. If uh, I take a shot with that, it's getting uh, around that plus three. I think it's an even bigger price on the draw than some, yeah, plus 430 because Toronto's such a huge favorite uh, in this game. You can get plus 430 uh, on uh, the Leafs and Senators draw here uh, in this game. I lean that way, but I, I still think Toronto's going to go on a bit of a run. I like that they've had some time off. Uh, Mitch Marner, Matthews, Sheldon Keefe, the coach, said you know that they like that they got some time off prior to the two Calgary games over the weekend. They like that they got a few more days off from those two Calgary games over the weekend to this game tonight against Ottawa. This team badly needed some rest to you know to catch their breath. They had gone through a hellacious rigorous schedule, playing a lot of games in a short period of time. So I expect a fresh, energized Leafs team tonight uh, in this game. And, and Jack Campbell going to be in net for the Leafs. He's been lights out for Toronto. A 4-0 uh, in his four starts this season. Terrific numbers uh, for this Leafs team. And nothing fluky, because if you look at the goal saved above average statistic, which is a little bit more of an advanced uh, stat that is kept on goaltending, he is a, a, a top 20 goalie uh, in the NHL in that stat. Uh, the goals saved above average, Jack Campbell. So he has been good, and every stat that you look up for him backs it up. Uh, he's been lights out, and he alone is probably going to be able to help Toronto to a victory potentially in this game tonight. I think Toronto wins. I'm just not at all comfortable with anything in terms of backing the Leafs. The money line is too pricey. Even the regulation line is too pricey. Minus 175, given the fact Ottawa's a tough out. Ottawa's been competitive lately. Ottawa's played the Toronto Maple Leafs very difficult, very tough this season. Uh, so there's not much value or wiggle room for me on Toronto. Maybe you sprinkle on the draw. Other than that, pass for me. Maybe an under lean because Ottawa, Philip Gustafson's played well. I think they're going to go back to him. It is second of back-to-back games, but what choice does Ottawa have? You know, with Matt Murray out, with uh, uh, Marcus Hogberg uh, uh, out, Joey Decord out. You've, you've either got to go back to Gustafson or you maybe have to start Anton Forsberg, you know, who's been uh, bounced around from team to team the last few years. So uh, I think you got to come back to Gustafson here tonight in net. Hasn't been confirmed, but I'd probably expect him to be in. So lean under the total for me, but uh, nothing official in terms of a bet in that game. Uh, New Jersey and Washington. Uh, Washington minus 190 to minus 200 home favorites. Total six shaded to the under. In this game, I did take a little small bet here on uh, New Jersey in this one at plus 170. I kind of like what I'm seeing out of the Devils. Mackenzie Blackwood has started to get his game back. They've won four of their last five games. Uh, you've got Washington uh, coming off their first loss to snap a seven-game win streak against the New York Rangers. Good news for Washington is Alex Ovechkin. Uh, we weren't sure he was going to play. He didn't practice uh, the other day due to a lower body injury, but uh, looks like he's going to be good to go. He took part in the uh, Capitals morning skate uh, this morning. Uh, so it does look like uh, Alex Ovechkin is going to be uh, on the ice and good to go uh, for tonight's game off the four-day break uh, and the 3-1 loss to the New York Rangers uh, in that one. But I like the way New Jersey's trended, and even their advanced numbers look very good uh, the last few games. Uh, you know, And it's, what's good to see for New Jersey, too, is, look, with Nico Heashier out long-term, the big concern for the Devils at the time he got injured was, and it's why they were struggling at that time, where's their secondary scoring? Who's going to consistently provide offense and punch and scoring production for this team? That was a big concern uh, for New Jersey. 
but we've seen some guys step up. Jack Hughes has been good. Uh, Igor Sharon Govich has gotten his offensive game. These are very skilled, very talented players. It's just he is not as always shown it with his production on the ice consistently uh, every night. But he got a goal and an assist in the win against uh, the Flyers the other night. Michael McLeod and Kyle Palmieri, those are two key players, especially Palmieri. Uh, he got on the score uh, sheet uh, in the win against Philadelphia. So they're starting to get some of these other you know, players besides Jack Hughes, like Sharon Govich and Palmieri, Michael McLeod, uh, and others starting to provide some offense for them. Mac Blackwood is starting to get his game back a little bit. Struggled. Uh, he's played a lot better uh, the last few games. And this is always one of those spots where I've talked about this situation before. Teams on a long win streak, the streak gets snapped. And sometimes you don't always bounce back easily after losing after a long win streak is snapped. Sometimes, you know, you bounce a little bit uh, and it you actually lose two, maybe even three before you get back in the win column. I could see that being the case with Washington. The Capitals still aren't a team that necessarily beats teams easily. New Jersey's actually played them pretty tough this year. Um, this is a big price range, and that's another reason I like New Jersey. I only had Washington maybe minus 165, minus 170 here. We're seeing minus 190, minus 200. That, to me, is rich enough of a price with the way New Jersey has played a little bit. Remember, they beat Pittsburgh 2-1 to one, uh, on Sunday. I like the way the Devils are trending right now. They're worth a sprinkle, in my opinion, giving them plus 170 here uh, in this game. So give me the Devils here, New Jersey, plus 170. Uh, for me against the Washington Capitals. Uh, Carolina and Columbus. We've got Carolina minus 160 to minus 165 road favorites here. Total five and a half uh, shaded to the under uh, in this game tonight. Uh, Alex Nedeljkovic has been uh, outstanding uh, for the Carolina Hurricanes and uh, coming off a big shutout win against Columbus, 3-0. He was in goal. He's now 5-0-1 in his last six starts. He's played well. He's been better than Reimer. And I think finally it's sinking in with Rod Brindamore that, hey, let's let's go with Ndelkovic here. He's played better. He's had the better numbers as of late than James Reimer. Stick with it. Go with the guy. Ride the hot hand. And, and I think that's what he's finally going to be doing here uh, in this game. And it helped get Carolina finally a win against the uh, Columbus Blue Jackets uh, after um, the uh, Jackets beat them twice uh, in Carolina uh, prior to that. So, uh, Carolina looks like, yes, it will be Nadelkovich back in net, as I mentioned. Uh, Columbus uh, getting shut out 3-0. Uh, a team that, again, they beat Carolina twice, but a little bit fortuitous in that. Again, you look at these two teams from a, a uh, from a number standpoint, and there's Carolina to me has just uh, got so many uh, different advantages when you look at how these teams have fared you know, uh, in uh, a lot of different statistical categories. I mean, you look at the one that I've really adopted this year is, you know, the expected goals margins. I think those have become a significant uh, statistic for me where I want to know exactly what teams, how teams are faring uh, in that particular category because it measures that if team A gets this these types of scoring chances, Throughout the game, this is what the goal. This is what the goals should be. Doesn't always mean that is what the goals are, because there's all kinds of variables. There's blocked shots. There's missed nets. There's a goaltender playing extremely well. It's just you get these opportunities. You get these kind of chances from these areas of the ice. This is your expected. What you're expected to score based on the chances you are getting. That's what that statistic expected goals measures. And it, I think, is one of the better 
indicators of team performance, particularly offensively. So I've really adopted that in my NHL handicapping more and more this year. And when you look at the difference in those categories, Carolina to Columbus going into this game, for expected goals for percentage, you've got Carolina 52.39 and Columbus at 46.75. You look at the uh, margins, Carolina 17.36 to 15.77, whereas it's a negative margin expected goals for for Columbus, uh, minus 15.08 to 17.18. High danger chances, 84 for 63 against high danger chances, Carolina. Columbus, 53 high danger chances for, 81 high danger chances against. I mean, you look at these numbers right here, and it paints a pretty distinct picture that Carolina is better than Columbus. I think we knew that. I think we knew that already, but it is a wide margin here that Carolina, game in and game out, is just they're, they're looking like a team that is carrying the, the, the play and carrying the game much more than Columbus is on a game in and game out basis. So, look, I, I took Carolina in regulation the other night. I'm sticking with it here. Uh, Carolina in regulation, minus 105, right around even money, solid price. I don't think they're going to rest on their laurels that, hey, everything's good now. We beat Columbus. We're just going to coast here in the second game. Remember, they lost twice to Columbus in Raleigh. I think Carolina is going to have that incentive that, hey, they beat us twice in Raleigh. Let's let's finish the job here, and let's beat Columbus twice in the Horseshoe State. Uh, I think you're going to see that from Carolina tonight. Uh, I like the uh, Carolina in regulation, minus 105. I'm actually going to go on the over tonight, even though I like the way Nadelkovich is playing in this game. And it's because Jonas Corposalo is in net for Columbus. He has had a tough season. His numbers haven't been great. And let me tell you what his numbers are against Carolina, because he's in because Elvis Merzlikens, who has actually played all right for the Blue Jackets in his last few starts, he's got an illness. So he's not going to be available uh, for John Tortorella and the Jackets tonight, which means they got to put Jonas Corposalo in. Jonas Corposalo this year uh, against the Carolina Hurricanes, five starts, 3.84 goals against average, 862 save percentage for uh, Jonas Corposalo tonight, uh, this season, I should say, against the uh, Carolina Hurricanes. Not good numbers uh, whatsoever. And to me, when I looked at the last, like I've watched parts of all three of these games, Carolina, Columbus, there's chances, there's really good quality chances and the goals haven't necessarily been going in. I think we are at a point now where, with especially with Corpus Salo in net tonight, more of those chances are going to find the back of the net uh, in this game. So for that reason, I like over five and a half here, especially with it being plus 100. You can get a plus price, even plus 105 uh, at some spots with the over. And I'm also on Carolina in regulation. Uh, Buffalo-Pittsburgh, rematch of last night of a game that was our live betcast game for the ice guys last night with Alex and I, uh, we've got Pittsburgh minus 315 home favorites, total six shaded to the under uh, in this game. We don't know yet who the goalies are going to be. Uh, nothing's been confirmed. It was obviously Tristan Jari, Dustin Tokarski last night. Uh, I probably you have to go back to Tokarski tonight. If you're Buffalo, like where else do you go? You know, with your goaltending, uh, you're, you're going to go to Michael Hauser. You're going to go to Uko Pekka Lukanen. <laughs> no, I don't think so. I, I mean, I know it's a back-to-back, but it's not like Tokarski's uh, uh, taxed or anything. He just had the one start last night. So uh, we'll have to wait and see. There is a chance Linus Allmark uh, 
there, there's whispers he might be back tonight uh, for the Buffalo Sabres. We'll have to wait and see on that. Um, but I, I don't think that's going to be the case. Uh, he's not expected to play uh, at any point on this road trip was the last I heard. And remember, this road trip's got two more games on it, Pittsburgh tonight. Then they're in Boston uh, on Saturday. So keep an eye on the Buffalo goaltending situation. I honestly couldn't give two shits who's in net for the Buffalo Sabres. If they play defensive hockey like we saw last night, we all saw it. Most of us did. Those of you that joined us on the BetCast last night certainly saw it. I mean, gaffes, shorthanded goals allowed. Rasmus Dahlin looking like, boy, looking a rough night for a guy that was picked as high as he was in the draft uh, by the Buffalo Sabres. Uh, breakdowns galore. Uh, they hung Tokarski out to dry. I don't think you could blame him too much last night. Uh, it was more just a bad Buffalo defense around him. Uh, Pittsburgh uh, feasting on that. Crosby getting in on the mix. Gensel had chances. Uh, you get their depth forward stepping up. Zach Aston, Reese, Evan Rodriguez scoring goals last night for the Pittsburgh Penguins. I cashed with the team total over with Pittsburgh. And to me, I, that's the singular bet that I'm interested in here. I'm not getting involved with money lines or puck lines, or uh, regulation line with Pittsburgh. It's just too damn pricey to me. I'm just going to bank on what's been going on for weeks now with the Buffalo Sabres, and that's they're pretty much reliable as can be to give up four goals at least to their opponent on a game-in and game-out basis. That's exactly what we've seen uh, in recent games from the uh, Buffalo Sabres. And again, over three and a half is the team total at minus 140 uh, for the Pittsburgh Penguins. It cashed last night. I'm just going to stick with that. Don't have to worry about, you know, who's in net for Pittsburgh. Uh, it's probably going to be Casey to Smith. I think they'll probably rest Jari tonight. Don't have to worry about what Buffalo does if they do anything. Just worry about Pittsburgh and focus on them scoring four goals, which they should be able to do. Uh, Buffalo gives up four goals or more pretty much in the majority of their recent games to their opponents. And Pittsburgh at home pretty good at scoring at least four goals in recent games. So just going right back to the well uh, with a bet that keeps working for me against this Buffalo team. And I also had uh, the Rangers team total over when Buffalo played them on Monday. Uh, going right back to it here. Let's go with Pittsburgh team total over three and a half minus 140. Detroit and Nashville. Uh, Nashville minus 175 home favorites. Five and a half the total shaded to the under. This is the one game there's not many games where i don't have at least an opinion on this is one of them I, I i don't have anything here with detroit and nashville nashville is playing better they got roman yossi back from injury uh, in their last game uh, which was good to see uh detroit's just completely hit a wall offensively uh they get they get shut out two nothing uh, by nashville uh, on tuesday night they got shut out by dallas they've now been blanked in back-to-back -back hockey games this detroit red wings team they haven't scored in over 130 minutes of game uh, of game action uh this detroit red wings team so they are having a very difficult time right now uh finding the back of the net uh and nashville is not an easy team to score on uh right now because uh this is sometimes what uc soros is capable of uh john hines has gone back to UC Soros now, multiple games in a row for this Nashville Predators team, and he's been lights out. I mean, you look at the starts for Soros during this stretch, you know, he, he beat Florida. He almost stole the second game uh, against Florida, and he's the only reason Nashville was close and only lost that game 2 nothing. It was because of UC Soros. And then, of course, he shuts out uh, Detroit uh, in, in the last game 2 nothing. He's played extremely well 
uh, the last few games for the uh, Nashville Predators uh, in net. If Thomas Grice is in net, probably Nashville wins this game again. Uh, Jonathan Bernier, uh, of course, is still out and on the injured list, although he's more day-to-day. So, you know, the Red Wings are trying to hold out some hope that, that he'll be back uh, sooner rather than later. So they're saying day-to-day. The last I looked, he didn't play Tuesday, wasn't available Tuesday, might be available uh, tonight. And if he is, they might start him. Because to be honest, Jonathan Bernier has been better than Thomas Grice. Nevertheless, um, I'm staying off this game regardless. I would expect Soros to be back in net. Uh, Detroit's not scoring goals right now. If you want to bet Detroit team total under, uh, you're not getting great value, unfortunately. What is it, under two and a half, minus 130? Actually, not bad. I knew it would be two and a half. I just thought it would be more even money or a plus price. It's minus 130 uh, on Detroit team total under. That one makes some sense to me. I'm not betting anything in this game. I just want to throw out something that I would consider betting. And if I were to consider something in this game, that's probably what I'd be looking at. Uh, Detroit team total under two and a half, uh, minus 130. Soros in the zone right now, no question. All right, Florida, Chicago. We have Florida, minus 125, road favorites, total six, shaded to the over. Six and a half, actually, in most spots. It's only six at Pinnacle and a couple other books in this one. Look, I know Alex Barkov's out again, and we saw without him the other night against Chicago, not quite the same Panthers team. And you're talking about a guy that's played like an MVP this season uh, for the Florida Panthers. Uh, Barkov's been outstanding. Uh, he got injured in warm-ups prior to Tuesday's game against Chicago, didn't play, late scratch. And, of course, Chicago ends up beating Florida by a score of 3-2 to two, uh, the other night. Um, but the Panthers didn't play terribly in that game. They were coming on late uh, as that game went on. They got stronger. I thought they carried the play as the, the game went on uh, against Chicago. Let's give uh, Kevin Lankinen credit. Probably one of the best games he's had in some time uh, in between the pipes for the uh, Chicago Blackhawks. I thought he was really good. He made a couple of just incredible saves uh, and looked more like the Kevin Lankinen we saw uh, very early in the season uh, for the uh, Chicago Blackhawks. So give him credit. Uh, Chicago coming back home uh, off the road trip. That was very, very disappointing. Uh, They put emphasis on needing the win, and I give them credit for doing so. I think this is still a Florida bounce-back spot in my mind. Uh, They haven't lost three straight games all season. They know now that Barkov's out. They could probably better plan for it, prepare for it. Remember, that was right before the game he gets injured. Uh, Joel Quenville's got to scramble and change his lines all of a sudden. Now you can experiment with some things. You know Barkov's not back tonight. You can change some lines up. You can see what may work. Uh, Make some adjustments with your lineup combinations if you're uh, Coach Q uh, going into this game. And Florida's still one of those teams that their track record uh, off a loss all season's been good. They've avoided three-game losing streaks. You look at the advanced numbers with these teams, I mean, not even close. I mean, in terms of the comparison here, 42% expected goal, 4% Chicago, 51 uh, expected goal, 4 percentage for the Florida Panthers. Uh, high danger chances the last 10 games uh, for the uh, Florida Panthers, 88-4, 76 against for the Blackhawks, 69 chances for, 89 against. Uh, and they gave up a lot of good looks against Florida the other night. Uh, they're very fortunate. Florida missed some of their opportunities. They're kind of fortunate Kevin Lankinen played well. And again, from a price standpoint, from a money line value standpoint, Florida's laying more than minus 150 the other night against Chicago. Uh, yeah, that number came down a bit when Barkov got injured in warm up right before puck drop, but they were still over minus 150 
when that game started the other night. Now we know Barkov's out, but now we got Florida off two losses against a team that I still think Florida's the better of these two teams. And now the price is only minus 115, minus 120. To me, there's enough value in this number. You're not always just betting teams. You're sometimes betting prices. You're betting where the line is. You're betting where the value is. And to me, this is the better squad in a, in a step-up spot after a frustrating loss the last game to Chicago. They'll miss Barkov, but I mean, they've, they've still got a lineup that when you look at it with Verhage and Huberto, uh, and Wenberg has stepped up and scored goals lately for them. Owen Tippett uh, has been a good third-line source of offense for Florida. Patrick Hornquist uh, has also uh, chipped in offensively. There's enough talent up front to get by without Barkov for a game or two. Uh, you know, Obviously, they miss him, no question, uh, but there's enough, and I think you get the uh, focus required from the Panthers here to get that bounce-back spot. It'll be uh, Sergei Bobrovsky in net. Uh, for me, I like uh, Florida here minus 120. Like if, if this line obviously uh, hadn't taken the huge drop it did, uh, maybe I stay off the Panthers' side here. Uh, but I like them in this role. I like them with the only having to lay minus 120 here uh, in this game. So I like Florida at this price minus 120. Smaller bet to the over, especially if you can get a six. That game should have went over the other night. I'm sorry. I mean, it absolutely should have went over the total. Uh, chances galore. The way the uh, the game flowed, it should have had more uh, goals scored based on the chances that were being uh, generated and allowed uh, by both teams. And there was still that chance to get that game over the total. But then Florida down by a goal takes a penalty and obviously can't pull the goalie when they do that. And that basically put an end to any chance of that game going over the total. But I think we can get this game over that number uh, tonight over six minus 120 at pinnacle if you can find a six do so uh, even at six and a half to me uh you can have a small bet on the over i would recommend that and i also like florida uh, at minus 120 st louis and minnesota minnesota minus 120 to minus 125 home favorites total five and a half shaded to the under uh, in this game i get it it's a back-to-back -back spot here for uh, the minnesota wild uh i understand that completely but man this is a cheat st louis isn't playing very good hockey at the moment they just aren't, you know, and look, I know they've had the greater rest uh, going into this game than Minnesota who had to play Anaheim yesterday, uh, but they're just not, there's nothing statistically that's impressive right now uh, about the St. Louis Blues. They are nine and 16 uh, or sorry, nine and 13 uh, in their last 22 games. You know, they've been absolutely outstanding, you know, and on the flip side, you've got Minnesota seven and two in their last nine games. And the only two losses were against probably the team that's the best team in the West, if not the entire NHL right now, uh, in the Colorado Avalanche. So this is a, to me, this is uh, a situation where I, even with the back-to-back, -back, this this looks like Minnesota, the better squad right now. St. Louis's goaltending is shaky with Bennington and uh, Billy Huso. Uh, th their defense has slipped big time. They're 16th in the NHL now defensively in a lot of key categories. Goals against, high danger chances allowed. The high danger chances allowed is what's alarming. This is uh, Craig Berube uh, coached St. Louis Blues team that two years ago was near the tops in the league in terms of not giving up those slot area chances, not giving up those rebound opportunities, not giving up the front of the net very easily. Oh, you can forecheck St. Louis now. We have seen it. This has been a drop-off. This has been a decline. 
in the St. Louis Blues defensive play. You can't take a Pareko and you can't take a Gunnarsson, two of your better shutdown defensemen out of your lineup, and think you're good defensively. You can't do it. You can't. Those are two of their better shutdown defensemen uh, going into this game or go, coming into this season. They were, and both of them haven't played for for weeks now, for at least the last couple of weeks. And look at the goals that we've seen the Blues hemorrhaging to the opponent during that time. It's not been good. It has not been good whatsoever. The only thing I I could see with St. Louis here is you like the price a little bit, and you like the fact that they're a little bit more rested going into this game because Minnesota played yesterday against Anaheim. Other than that, the numbers say Minnesota's the better team. Minnesota's been very good on home ice this year. They're only laying minus 120 here in this game. It is Cam Talbot in net. I'm a little surprised by that. Uh, Cam Talbot back in net uh, for this game tonight for the Wild uh, and not going with Capo Kakinen. Uh, but uh, nevertheless, um, that's okay to me. Uh, Talbot's been a little bit more up and down, but can't be any more up and down than the Bennington-Husso combination in net uh, for the uh, uh, St. Louis Blues. So I like Minnesota here. I just It's a price play. To me, it's minus 120 with a team that statistically is the better team right now in a big way. Uh, I'm going to bring these numbers up because I, I've got to. I mean, I've it's a stark contrast with these teams right now, the Blues and the Wild. Now, the Blues are getting healthier up front. It's also why I like the over in this game a little bit uh, because the Blues are have actually trended toward being more of an over team. We, I've said this for weeks uh, about the Blues. They are now giving up more goals. Their goaltending is not reliable compared to where it was last year and certainly not where it was two years ago. Uh, but I'm going to mention it right here. Look at the difference here. Look at this difference. We've got the Minnesota Wild, 50 expected goal for percentage, St. Louis, 42. So that's an eight point or eight percentage point advantage in favor of the Minnesota Wild. High danger chances against Minnesota, 80, 80 high danger chances generated, 59 allowed. St. Louis, think about St. Louis and how good they were defensively when they won the cup last year. Even last year, pretty solid defensive team. This year, it's been anything but. They're generating 76 high danger chances. That's four less that they've generated than Minnesota. And by the way, this is over the last 10 games. This is not for the full season. When it comes to these numbers, I'd rather, I'd rather get a shorter current form, shorter term, smaller sample size like the last 10 games because I find that the full season numbers don't always dictate how things are going. You've got St. Louis, 76 high danger chances for 103 high danger chances allowed 103 that's abysmal that's atrocious you know in just the last 10 games they've allowed 103 high danger chances against minnesota's allowed 59 high danger chances against in that same 10 game swatch uh, over the last 10 games so it's a massive discrepancy in terms of defense right now uh, with these two teams at the moment Offense, they're pretty close. Slight edge to Minnesota uh, offensively. Slight edge to them right now uh, in terms of goals generated, uh, high danger chances generated, small edge in terms of expected goals for 16.83 Minnesota, 15.11 St. Louis. But the big gap is the defensive end of the ice, defensive side of the puck. You've got Minnesota, 16.45 expected goals against St. Louis, 20.81 expected goals against. That is a whopper of a margin. Huge uh, going into this game uh, tonight. So 
that's why I think Minnesota's worth the look here. Uh, you know, I know it's back to back for them, but no travel. It's another home game. And right now they're better than St. Louis. So I like Minnesota. I also like the over here in this one, over five and a half uh, plus a hundred uh, in this one, Tampa Bay, Dallas. Uh, we've got Tampa Bay minus 175 uh, road favorites, total five, five and a half in this one. Uh, this is not a game I'm probably going to do much with or have a strong opinion on. Dallas, to me, still too banged up. I mean, uh, Alexander Radulov, they just got him back, and now he's out again uh, for the Dallas Stars. Uh, that's a, that's unfortunate. Yoel Kivaranta, uh, who I think is going to be a good the young Finn, who I think is going to have a nice career uh, for them uh, tonight, uh, or going forward, I should say. He's going to have a solid career for them. He's on the IR as well. Uh, they're just not getting a whole lot of offense. Uh, Andre Basilevsky, I think he'll be in net tonight. It's not a back-to-back, -back, and he has just been dominant this season against the Dallas Stars. He's been dominant most of the season overall, but he's really owned this uh, Dallas Stars team. Looks like Dallas going to go with Jake Ottinger uh, in net. It was Hudobin the other night. Uh, Rick Bonus has been alternating with his goaltending uh, recently, and it looks like he's going to go back to uh, uh, Jake Ottinger tonight uh, in this one. Um I don't know. I think the, the the under makes sense to me a little bit here, but it's juiced so heavily at five and a half minus one forty, uh, and then there's some other spots where it's down to five. And you know me, uh, I I am never again betting an under when it's five. Just can't do it. It's just it, you could easily get an empty net goal, and and then you're just rooting for a push when you're betting unders with a total of five. So if you do like the under in this Lightning Stars game, uh, make sure you shop around and, and try to find a five and a half. Uh, out there. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's been obviously a struggle uh, for the Dallas Stars to score goals right now. Uh, there's no question about it. Um, their offense has been pretty under uh, underwhelming this year. Yanni Gord for the Tampa Bay Lightning. This guy has become a offensive dynamo in recent games. If you're looking for goal scorer prop that might have some value tonight, Yanni Gord for the Tampa Bay Lightning has been very, very good the last few games for this team. Seems to be finding the back of the net the majority of his recent games. Uh, maybe look toward him in terms of a goal-scoring prop uh, moving forward. Uh, we'll see if uh, maybe he gets on the board tonight. So that might be something I sprinkle on. But as far as the side and the total for this Tampa Bay-Dallas game, uh, I'm not going to be involved with it uh, before the game starts. Maybe something in-game, but uh, not, uh, not anything pre-game for me with the side or the total uh, in this game. And we wrap it up with our final game on this card, and it's probably the best game of the night. It's for first place uh, in the uh, West Division, uh, Vegas, Colorado. We've got Colorado minus 180 to minus 190. Uh, uh, home favorites here in Denver. Total five and a half shaded to the over in this one. Damn. That's the uh, word that comes to mind when I look at this game and I look at where this money line price is. Damn. Because I thought I'm I'm lining up, I'm rolling up, I'm licking my chops, I'm rubbing my hands together, getting all excited to back Colorado in this spot, coming off the loss to Arizona, which really that game was completely uh, compromised for them and completely the Jonas Johansson did them in uh, in that game. Who's kidding who uh, about that last game with the uh, start with the Avalanche and the Coyotes? His goaltending was not very good. And it was a large part why they lost that game. It just he was the first goal cannot go in. It was a, it was there's no screen in front of him. It's a long fluttering shot from the point. That's got to be stopped. That's got to be stopped. And unfortunately, 
a goal like that goes in early in the game against Arizona the other night, and it gives credence to the Buffalo reporter saying that he's the worst goal he's ever seen in a game and in practice. Uh, just not very um, not very good goaltending from Jonas Johansson. Other than that, when, when Philip Grubauer's in net, and of course he'll be starting tonight uh, for the Avalanche, uh, this team's been just dominant. Absolutely, completely, and utterly dominant. Statistically, not always showing up in the scoreboard. Remember, they had those weird games against LA and uh, Arizona where you know they were generating just a, a shit ton of chances and shots and high danger opportunities, and the puck just wasn't going in enough, but they were getting them, this Colorado team. And now you look at them going into this game in terms of getting healthier, and all the while they've had, you know, McKinnon had been out earlier at some point this year. You know, they've had Landeskog and Rantanen in and out. Uh, Burakovsky missed some time. Donskoy, Jost missed some time. JT Comfer missed some time. Of course, they've had Sam, uh, they've had Kale McCarr uh, out due to injury recently. He just came back. Bowen Byram's missed the last few games. And now he is going to be back tonight uh, for the uh, Colorado Avalanche uh, in this game uh, against the uh, Vegas Golden Knights. So now this team is going to have Grubauer in net. Gonna have Byram and McCarr. They're two young studs on the blue line back on the ice tonight. They're as healthy as they've been in weeks up front, and they're better than Vegas. I'm sorry, Vegas people, people that are maybe watching this show from the betting capital of the world, Vegas, that may not want to hear me say that. Colorado's a better team than Vegas. They are, and they deserve to be favored. Problem is, I don't, I, I don't know. They deserve to be favored by this much. I mean, they opened minus 150 in this game, and I thought, oh, that's a fair number. Colorado at home. But minus 190, wow. I mean, the love for Colorado has gotten carried away. And that's why I'm disappointed. That's why I said, damn, when I started my analysis of this game. Because great spot for Colorado. I think they win this hockey game tonight. I really do. But I'm not laying minus 190. And hell, I'm not even all that excited about Colorado in regulation, minus 120 uh, in this game. Vegas isn't chopped liver. Vegas is still a very good hockey team. Max Pacioretty not playing concerns me a little bit. We know how big he's been to the uh, Golden Knights. Uh, he's been one of their uh, leading offensive uh, players the last few games. He's day-to-day. -day. Alex Petrangelo uh, is still out on IR uh, for this Golden Knights team. Uh, he won't play on the blue line tonight. So, you know, worries me uh, without those two guys against a team the caliber of Colorado. But it's still, it's an astronomical. I'm, I'm surprised we've seen this. Maybe not, but because you look at the, numbers here let me give you the numbers here with these two teams um in terms of high danger chances for and against and all that stuff high danger chances for colorado 105 they've only given up 55 do you know how good that in the last 10 games they've only given up 55 high danger chances in the last five games that's barely over five high danger chances per game uh, during that span that's that's elite that is elite that is elite play in your own zone. When you're talking a span of 10 games, the last 10, Colorado has given up just 55 high danger chances. That is elite. That is a that's cup contending caliber, cup contending level of defense. It just is. Vegas, on the other hand, in the last 10 games, they've generated 95 high danger chances, 10 less than Colorado. They've allowed 36 more high danger chances than Colorado in the last 10 games. 
I just said how Colorado had given up 55 in the last 10 games. Vegas has allowed 91 high danger chances in the last 10 games. Statistically, this is a situation where Colorado is just eye-popping in terms of how good their numbers have been. There's no question about that. Uh, and Colorado has done well against Vegas this year. I think they lost the uh, they, they split the four games, I believe, in the earlier this season. But they, they lost the last one, but it was in a tricky spot after they had beaten them in the outdoor game. It's just that as much as I wanted to back Colorado here, the price has just gotten through the roof. Absolutely through the roof. Can't do it now uh, at this minus 190 price. And even the regulation line, I lean to Colorado in regulation. If I were to bet something from a side perspective, that would be it. Colorado in regulation, uh, which you can get at minus 120. But I don't love that. I don't love it enough to bet it. Uh, the value to me is not the greatest we've seen. Uh, uh, Colorado off a loss is always something I'm interested in. They're, they're, I expect them to win this game. But just because you expect them to win this game doesn't mean you've got the value and the price you want to bet them. And that's exactly how I feel uh, about this game tonight uh, between the uh, Golden Knights uh, and the Avalanche. And with Colorado right now being minus 190 at home, this is the kind of price where it's like it's like you're playing, I don't know, um, I'm trying to think, a middle, like Dallas. Like Dallas. This is, this is almost like Colorado's playing Dallas. We're talking about now almost minus 200 for Colorado in this game. This is like a price you would expect when they're playing a mid-tier, middle-of-the-pack, middling Western Conference team. This is the Vegas Golden Knights. This is a team that actually, believe it or not, Colorado's trailing for first place in the division right now. And Colorado's minus 190 at home with them in this game. So as much as I will not bet against Colorado in this spot, the value's just, it's there's none, in my opinion. There's none. Uh, it, it, it's pretty, it, it's a, it, no bargain right now. And that's what I worry about Colorado moving forward. I think people are on to just how really, really just like a rock this team has looked at both the offensive zone and the defensive zone, especially when Philip Grubauer is in net. And now they're getting healthier. People see all of this and now the rush to Colorado and they priced me out of the mix, unfortunately. Uh, uh, you know that MC Hammer song? Uh, we're going to get some random karaoke going before we wrap up the show. They put me in the mix. They priced me out of the mix. That's what they did uh, here. The Colorado Avalanche or the odds makers and the betting markets who have pushed this up from minus 150 to minus 190. They took me, they, they priced me out of the mix to bet Colorado here uh, in this one. But I'm definitely looking forward to this game. It's going to be a fun, fun game, exciting game. These are the two teams that are going to battle it out the rest of the way for first place in this division. Looking forward to seeing how it unfolds. All right, that wraps up the Thursday uh, NHL card with yours truly, Ian Cameron, host of the Ice Guys. Uh, hoping to have Alex and Jimmy back on the show tomorrow. Uh, and um, hope you uh, enjoyed the uh, breakdowns and the analysis uh, of all the games. With Only me doing the analysis today. I got to throw out some stats that I don't, don't normally get to do because – you know, I can't talk for 15 minutes on every game when, with Al when Alex and Jimmy are with me. Uh, they deserve the uh, the floor as well and the, the mic time to be able to give their thoughts on every game. So I had a little bit more opportunity today in on this card with just me to give you these expected goals numbers and these high danger numbers. And I think those are valuable things to keep an eye on. Again, they're not something you solely base your wagering uh, uh, decisions on. You've still got to factor in the matchup. You've still got to factor in current form. You've still got to factor in matchups, goaltending, 
injuries with a particular team. You definitely got to factor in all of that stuff. But I find keeping track of those statistics in particular. Corsi, I couldn't care, care less. I couldn't give. I could. I, I. I couldn't care. Screw all about Corsi and and puck possession, because in a lot of those cases, you're not doing anything with the puck. They have good puck possession numbers, but guess what? They're not generating the chances that maybe someone with a less amount of puck possession is generating. So that's why those numbers. It's nice to have the puck. What the hell are you doing with the puck? What are you doing? Are you getting chances? Are you getting those opportunities? Are you cashing in with the puck? Or are you just possessing the puck and controlling it and not really doing a whole lot? Not getting to the inside areas of the ice. Not getting to the slot. Not getting to those high danger, high risk uh, areas where you get uh, your best quality, highest quality chances. All of that stuff, uh, you have to factor that into it. So, um, But definitely the, the expected goal margins uh, and percentages as well as high danger chances, I've adopted that. Uh, it's, it's, they're useful to look at those because you actually see tangible evidence of teams getting things done, generating chances, getting the opportunities, getting the kind of opportunities that normally result in goals. They don't always. That's why it's called expected goals and expected goal percentage. It means that when you get those chances, you're expected to generate X number of goals or this number uh, of goals. And that's exactly what, um, I'm more, most interested in more than Corsi, more than Fenwick, more than puck possession. Uh, I have now handpicked a couple of these advanced numbers that I think help me out and accurately gauge a team's performance. And those are the ones I would stick with expected goals per, for percentage, expected goals for and against, as well as the high danger scoring chances uh, for and against. So uh, there we go. And I was uh, glad, glad I could drop some of the, those uh, numbers on a lot of these teams playing on this Thursday NHL card tonight. All right, before we get to best bet uh, for me uh, for this Thursday NHL card, a reminder, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app, sign up for an account, use the promo code THPN. A great time of year. Sweet 16 NCAA tournament this weekend, NHL and NBA down the home stretch of the regular season. We've got Major League Baseball starting next week. No better time than right now to download the DraftKings Sportsbook app, sign up for an account, and use the promo code THPN. Uh, someone in the chat asking, uh, where do you find all the high danger chance stats? Uh, Naturalstattrick.com uh, is where I go for that. Very good site for lots of different statistics. Uh, you know, they'll measure goaltending. Uh, it is a great site uh, for, for that. Naturalstattrick.com. They give you a game-by-game as well as live in-game report on each game as it's as it's ongoing, as it's taking place. And they will give you the statistics as the game's taking place. Like last night, you could have went to Buffalo-Pittsburgh as the game's going on, and you could actually see the high danger chances for and against in that game, the expected goals for and against in that game, expected goal for percentage in that game as it was taking place. Great, great resource. And uh, I use it every day naturalstattrick.com. It is a, a really, really good site. All right, best bets. It is time, our best bet, because I'm the only one on the show, so only one best bet today. I'm going to go with the New York Rangers, Philadelphia Flyers, over six, minus 120. Look, the Flyers are an over machine right now. Uh, they've still got the offensive capabilities with Giroux and Voracek, Couturier, uh, Konechny. Remember, they're all healthy. Their forwards are are, are healthy and good. But unfortunately, they can't keep the puck out of their own net. So I think they'll score tonight. I think they'll certainly be motivated. They'll be on the front foot. 
remember they got totally embarrassed and totally absolutely shamed essentially by the New York Rangers, nine, nothing. So I expect Philadelphia to throw a lot of pucks at the net tonight. Shesterkin hasn't played for a few days, may not be sharp or may not be on top at his absolute best tonight as a result. And on the flip side, do we really trust Philly to keep the puck out of their own net defensively? They've been a mess. Carter Hart's back in net. He's fighting the puck right now. The New York Rangers have been a better offensive team since Artemi Panarin rejoined the, the squad uh, about a week or so ago. They've found the back of the net a bit more. Their power play has started to get going. I think we see goals both ways. Let's go Rangers, Flyers, over six, minus 120. Uh, that'll be my best bet for this Thursday uh, NHL card. That'll wrap it up. Uh, great show. Thanks to everyone for tuning in. A reminder, we're streaming this show live on YouTube Monday to Friday, 2 p.m. Eastern, Saturday and Sunday noon Eastern. But if you can't watch the show live on YouTube, you can download the Ice Guys podcast in audio form on all major podcast platforms. I'm Ian Cameron. Have, enjoy the games and good luck. Have a great Thursday night, and I will talk to you again tomorrow on Friday for another edition of the Ice Guys presented by the Hockey Podcast Network. Now a show that's going to give you the truth about the biggest epidemic of our times. We're all a little crazy. We're all a little crazy is brought to you by the Same Here Global Mental Health Movement and the Hockey Podcast Network. This is NHL great mental health advocate and member of the Same Here Alliance, Theo Fleury. This is 20-year professional sports executive, mental health advocate, and founder of the hashtag Same Here Global Mental Health Movement, Eric Cusin. This is Darren Ravel, sports business insider, mental health advocate, and founder of the Same Here Influencer Alliance. We're so afraid as a society to rip the Band-Aid off the topic in a real way. Anytime you open up about something that's controversial or taboo, the first one through the wall always gets bloodied. And that's why we're doing this. We don't mind being the ones getting bloodied. We put our stories out there well before it was a thing to do for a reason. Because as much as they're extreme examples of how far you can fall, they show everyone the challenging life experiences impact everyone, even those of us who have reached the top of our competitive industries. The issue in media today, traditional media and social media, we are so quick to look for simple answers, simple explanations. We want everything wrapped in a bow. But this topic is messy. The nuances need to be explained. Yeah, it needs real long-form conversation like this. I'm just thrilled that we can be real with people and address the current events happening in this space in real time and set the record straight. More talk happening doesn't mean it's helping the conversation move forward. The words we use matter. We have the greatest mental health awareness in the history of our planet, and yet the mental health trends and outcomes are awful. It means the current messages aren't working. Find me a person who hasn't faced trauma in their lives. Anyone. You can. Things have affected all of us. It's why we all say we are all a little crazy in our own unique ways. This topic isn't for one in five of us with mental illness. It's for five in five whose mental health has been impacted. This isn't an athlete issue. It's not a musician issue. It's a societal one. This is the greatest epidemic of our time.
No, it's not about stopping any stigma. It's about us all saying same here. Our openness and the commonality in our struggles, that's what erodes stigma better and faster than any campaign telling people to stop anything ever will. Available on all podcast apps. Do us a favor and download each episode before you listen. And if you're an Apple user, please rate and review the podcast as it helps us get these important conversations out to reach a larger audience.